0: Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to vioricom slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Welcome to Thomas Dooley's favorite podcast in soccer we trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Hollywood Heath Pierce. We got some big news. All the host cities for the 2026 World Cup in Canada, in Mexico, and the United States have been announced. I am buzzing right now because a city that is near and dear to my heart, I played there for eight years with the Kansas City Wizards, now known as Sporting Kansas City, is getting some games. And that's a big one for me in, in particular. Hollywood Heath, your overall thoughts on actually, you know what? Let me do this. Let me do this really quick. I should name all the cities first, right? So in the west, we have Vancouver got selected from Canada. We got Seattle, San Francisco Bay Area. It's going to be held where the 49ers play in Santa Clara, which is just north of San Jose. Los Angeles, but and Heath's going to get into us. They made sure to designate SoFi Stadium and Guadalajara. Okay. That is on the western side of things. In the middle, let's say central, we got Atlanta, Dallas. Houston gets in, Kansas City gets in, as I just mentioned, Mexico City and Monterrey. So there's three Mexican cities. There's only going to be two Canadian cities. And then in the east, we have Boston, we have Miami, we have New York, we have Philly, we have Toronto. So the big ones that are being left out, Baltimore slash DC, Cincinnati, Denver, Edmonton, Nashville, and Orlando did not make the cut. I just named a whole bunch of cities there for you. And if everybody can remember that at the end... I'll give yeah. you, like, a, lo- a lollipop. Well, but J- Heath,
1: overall thoughts on this? Jimmy, what what? so what was that number of, of, of teams selected? I don't have that, that in front of me. So, so you, you have two north. from
0: Canada. You have okay. Vancouver and Toronto. You yep. have three from Mexico. You okay, have makes- Guadalajara, Mexico City, and Monterey. And you have 11 from okay. the U.S. Because Edmonton had to drop out for whatever reason, that allowed one more American city to come in there and get it. And I actually think it was probably Kansas City or Houston that benefited okay. from that. So, so – your overall thoughts on this. No big surprises on the biggest markets, yeah. but I was actually kind of surprised that Denver's not in and also the capital of our country, Baltimore slash DC can't, can't get some love as a host country. That's kind of crazy too.
1: Yeah. There's a few things that I'm, I'm uh, uh, a little suspicious of. It was, it was obviously uh, when they, when they did it, they were announcing all the cities as, as you just mentioned, and LA had SoFi stadium on the name of it. And that to me was a little bit weird that all the other cities and, you know, we were talking and uh, producer Alex was saying, well, maybe it's because it's a new city and there's multiple stadiums that you could play at. But I would think that there's maybe multiple stadiums in a few markets like San Francisco, right? Bay Area. You've got multiple stadiums. Uh, you've got multiple stadiums there as well. So something to me felt a little bit suspicious as to why they designated SoFi Stadium. And if yeah, that Because can they mean wanted that.
0: To, to distance it from the Rose Bowl, you know, which has obviously been an iconic venue for the World Cup in the past.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would guess that. Or maybe there is a second match that could be played there or something like that. Or maybe the Rose Bowl could have a final or something. I don't know, uh, with its iconic nature. They didn't didn't announce the final, though, right? They did not, at least not so far. I mean, the the show is still going on right now.
0: The show is still going. Still, you know, still, what, still what's going. crazy is that this whole thing could have been an email. It just could have been <laughs> yeah. a, like a nice email out to everybody. I
1: just did another one hour show that could have been an email, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what's
0: right, your initial so, take,
1: Jimmy? What's your initial
0: take? Uh my my initial take is I'm I'm honestly a bit surprised that Denver didn't get in, that DC slash Baltimore didn't get in. Those are those are big surprises. I'm yeah. not surprised that there's only one Florida City. So Orlando, which did host a game in the nineteen ninety four World Cup not getting any games this time around. Miami is being the one that's selected. Atlanta's coming in hot. I think they're going to put on a good show. Kansas City, did you see? I, I retweeted a re- the, the the reaction at the Power Light District in downtown Kansas City. Dude, that place was packed, and people were losing their minds. I mean, it's going to mean so much to, to that particular city, and I'm sure to everybody. Seattle getting it, I think that's going to be a great market for it as well. It's Seattle and Vancouver, very close to each other. So, That's great. I'm actually buzzing because we've been talking about it and speculating about this for a long time. And now we have the cities that have been identified. And now these cities have four years to get their acts together. Not that they weren't going to. But SoFi in particular is a stadium that needs to be renovated in some capacity so they can host some of these games. Because right now it's a little bit too narrow. No big surprises. I think the next big piece of this conversation, though, Heath, is who's going to host the final. And even the semifinals is, is intriguing to me as well. Any guesses on that? I know we've speculated before that it's probably L.A., probably SoFi. But yeah. you could go to like any covered stadium. You can go where Dallas is with the Cowboys play, and you could you could play a game at any point because you control the conditions.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is this is what's interesting is you think if you think about capacity and size and atmosphere, you're talking about Houston could be an incredible place for for big matches. I played a an All Star game there against Manchester United, and it was a rocking, rocking atmosphere. Atlanta. What was the score Atlanta that was one? Place. <laughs> well, uh, I don't remember. I just tried to not. I tried not to focus on the score that day and just really. It focus was one one at one point. Uh, That's uh, all I remember. Uh, was it was one one uh, at uh, one. I tried to focus on me uh, that day, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, there's just. When you think about stadiums, there's not a lot of um, altering you have to do in the U.S. The infrastructure is there. This is what the complaint has been is why is it taken so long to get a World Cup since 1994 because we have the infrastructure mm-hmm. for all these things. And You have a place like Atlanta, which is like a, a, a travel hub for the world. You have other places that are cultural hubs that are, that are tourist hubs. And so you have all these things. But I think Mexico City for sure will get a semifinal. I think if not a final, I think it would be hard to... I don't think the U.S. would go in on a co-bid if they weren't planning to have a final in the U.S. Uh, they strengthened their bid. I think Mexico's got three cities now, which is great. But I think being the leader of this, I, I'm assuming they want the final. But you're right.
0: It's hard to say. I thought, it, could be, it could be Dallas. I, I'm going to jump in. I thought that when they agreed to do this and had the co-bid with, with, with Canada and Mexico, mm-hmm. that they got all the knockout round games after the quarterfinals. So so there could be round of 16 games in Mexico, but I think quarterfinals and on... It's all US based. I, I could oh, be wow. mistaken there, but I I, oh, yeah. I could think that. that's I remember remember hearing the finals for sure are in the US. Semi I think both semifinals will be in the US, but maybe a quarterfinals in Mexico. But but I think that uh what's crazy too, we should bring this up. Vancouver actually dropped out. Remember when they dropped out like I don't know, five, six months ago? And then they mm-hmm. went from dropping out to now being one of the two hosts. And probably we'll get six or seven World Cup games, which is which is pretty funny. And I, I can't wait for the book to be written or the, yeah. the big article that's being written behind the scenes about what happened and transpired there. Now, we, before we go any further, we have a Paramount Plus gift card winner to announce, Woo! everybody. We're giving another one out today, so make sure you pay attention to what I'm about to say. First and foremost, though, so congratulations to Alec Patalis. You were selected at random, and our producer has DM'd you with the details on how to redeem your prize Now, if you're a resident of the USA, today we're giving you a chance, as I just mentioned, to win another $100 gift card to Paramount Plus that grants you access to one of the biggest catalogs of live and on-demand content known to mankind. We're talking Champions League, Europa League, Conference League, Serie A, Scottish Premiership, NWSL, Brasileiro, the Argentine League, NFL, of course, Movies, Series, South Park, if you're into South Park and who isn't. Reminder that this only applies to U.S. residents. To enter, make sure you follow at... ISWT Pod on Twitter. That's the podcast Twitter handle. And drop your Twitter handle along with P plus in the chat. And for those that aren't watching live, put it in the comment section and our producer will pick out one lucky winner. We'll announce the winner later in the week. That is what's going to happen. All right. So we know all the cities. And were there any big surprises for you? Because I actually haven't heard from you, Heath, about which city you think is going to be the most gutted about not getting it. Is it Nashville? Is it Cincinnati? Is it Orlando? Is it Denver? Is it Baltimore, D.C.? Edmonton? I mean, what which city do you think is going to be the most gutted about not being selected?
1: Yeah, I certainly think D.C. for sure. Um, I was surprised that Philly got it cause I had her, I hadn't heard a, a, a strong report from Philly, but again, you play the card of Philly being the original capital of, uh, of, uh <laughs> there we go. at one point, uh, you can play the, like the OG story of, uh, the history of the United States and, uh, that sort of thing. So, uh, I mean, it, when, when I think about it, it's just, it, it makes you wish that you could have way more host cities and obviously you don't cause you want to have hubs for people to go through, um, or stay in or an experience, but like you think about Nashville, I think about Denver. I was there for the Nations League, and it was an incredibly awesome experience. Unbelievable stadium and atmosphere there. Obviously, it was the U.S. Mexico, but again, a, a destination that people want to go to. But if you go down the list of, depending on whether you take it from like a competitive side or or a fan side of where you want to travel, I think they did pretty well to get it right. Obviously, you have Orlando or Miami. Miami wins out on that one. It wasn't. It was going to be hard to 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 be both and not make another major city mm-hmm, mm-hmm, upset mm-hmm. in the context of that. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble really thinking of one that was really beaten out, obviously DC from a significance and, and the fact that, you know, capitals and, and, and the, and the history there and the need to, to show off our capital, uh, in the way that you had with, with world cups in the past is a little disappointing, but you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of great cities, uh, that will be hosting world cup matches in 2026.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. So I'm already kind of. Starting to, I'm sure others are doing this as well. Mapping out my my plan to go, which way I'm going to go, and obviously I want to see the dates and and uh, this is this is where it gets a little tricky because you usually have to buy tickets before you know who's going to play where. Mm-hmm. But but even if you can't get tickets, being able to travel to some of those markets. And I went on K Galasso yesterday to talk about kind of the 1994 World Cup experience for me, mm-hmm. and we couldn't afford tickets. And I live about 15 minutes from the Rose Bowl. But I would go to, go down to Old Town Pasadena where everybody kind of congregated because it was a, about a half a mile walk from the Rose Bowl. And after every game that was being played there, I would just go. I just wanted to see what it was about and the energy and to be able to kind of absorb that culture. Uh, how, not, not to say it was small because I remember when Brazil won the World Cup, it was a, absolute chaos down there and the streets were all blocked off and they were losing their minds. And, and it moved me in a way where this game is bigger than any American sport that we have here and it touches people in a way... That, that doesn't seem to have the same type of effect on, on American sports. Mm-hmm. So so that was really uh, formative for me in particular and, and something that I it just kind of made me say I picked the right sport with my life. This is the sport that I love and, and I'm going to continue to develop this passion for it. And obviously it turned into to a, a career where I was a late bloomer it wasn't really good until 28 or 29, according to Heath. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but I think it's important that even if you live in the city and tickets are going to be insane to get, by the way, But there's still so much around the game itself and and how much the community can can just be a part of something bigger than. So they're part of the biggest tournament in the world. And to be able to have a little taste of that is very important and good for the kids, man. The kids are going to see something that maybe they see on television and maybe they get a taste of it somewhere else. But they're actually going to live it even if they can't get tickets for the game. And I think that's really important for the growth of the game in this country.
1: Yeah. Look, Jimmy, you played in a World Cup. You went to 2014 with uh, in Brazil as as a fan, right? You were creating content and films and things like that, and you got That's to right. really immerse yourself in it. I went to 2018 and 2019 uh, World Cups and got to immerse myself in the culture of that. And the one thing I took away is, U.S. will be scrutinized for everything that they do. You, Mexico, and Canada, in terms of their what they're doing for the environment, what they're doing for. Um, at-risk communities, what they're doing to leave it better than they found it because we've seen notoriously that that hasn't mm-hmm. been uh, exactly played out in the way that w- Qatar's under the same scrutiny right now. Uh, Russia was the same. And then, you know, it goes on all the way back, 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 back. But what I will say is as a fan, and I was privileged enough, I understand that. I'm well aware I was privileged to be able to go as a fan to a World Cup and be able to get tickets and go to games and immerse myself for a long period of time uh, for, for almost the entire thing. There is something really, really cool about bringing all these uh, all these countries and people and cultures and differences together that the U.S. I wish had in 2022 because it desperately needs a mm-hmm. taste of what's going on everywhere else, a taste of a new opinions, new thoughts, new minds coming in. We also need to sort of be... Uh, held to a higher standard in terms of our behavior and and what we're putting out to the world. And I think the 2026 World Cup is going to be an incredible opportunity to be able to do that across U.S., Canada, and Mexico, as well as bring those three countries uh, with all of our differences closer together. And so when I look back at those experiences, like you said, and I'm kind of tapping into your story about being around the Rose Bowl and just hanging out in Old Town Pasadena, like – there's going to be a generation of kids, uh, young adults, adults that are going to experience this and it's going to change their life and make them better people to do better things. And I think that's a wonderful tool if it's if it's held to the standard that it needs to be held. And yeah, I, I mean, I don't have much more to say about that other than the fact that an experience for me, you and I played in the world, played in the national team. You played in the World Cup. We had an incredible traveled, you know. 50 plus countries around the world, but that in itself was a life-changing experience for me. And I think everybody deserves to experience that at some point in their life, whether they're in stadium, near stadium, or just around this global festival.
0: I, I would say, yeah, I agree with all those sentiments that if you don't live in one of those markets that got named today, make a plan to go, go. And, and I hope that you're listening to what we're saying because you get to absorb these cultural things that you maybe only read about or you see about on TV or whatever it may be and you get to live it. You get to immerse yourself into it. For me to be in the middle of like a big samba drum stuff at Old Town, it just changed.
1: Jimmy, I was at life. a fan park. I didn't, I didn't, both those it's World Cups, crazy. I never had a single ticket for sure. Going, go, I didn't have a, sick, a ticket when I got there, but I find myself in the fan park to open up the World Cup. Russia beats Saudi Arabia by a number of goals. It brings the whole like domestic country into life because everybody wants the host to do well because that makes everything more fun. Right. But you're in right. this Fan fest without any tickets, and a lot of people there are just there uh, without tickets. They've got their visas to come into the country, and they're just hanging out, and you find yourself amongst all kinds of people of all walks of life. And it was, again, I was, I don't know, 34 years old at the time, and it was just an experience where I was like, man, this is life-changing for me for sure. And I've kind of got the bug now of wanting to be able to continue to experience that and hope that you can share that with other people.
0: A hundred percent. I had the chance to go to Euros, which is obviously is a big tournament, but, uh, I was in Warsaw when Poland took on Russia. And obviously there's plenty of narratives mm-hmm. and historical narratives there that where where the Polish have a lot to prove and have a big chip on their shoulder about kind of the big brother of Russia and over the, the overreach, let's say of Russia. I won't get into the political details there, but there's, there's animosity and there's a ton of tension so to be in Warsaw, I couldn't go to the game, we couldn't get tickets for whatever reason, but to be there, to be in the fan zone in itself was was an experience. And then I went to Ukraine and I was in Kiev when Ukraine was playing in the Euros to, to qualify for the knockout rounds. And it's just, it's they didn't get it and it was a big disappointment, but just that feeling of togetherness, even in those moments, even though I can't speak the language of those people, that you're just there experiencing it with them was really something special. So it's going to be, I think, incredibly hard to get tickets. Uh, I can already imagine what it's going to be to get tickets for this. But it doesn't mean that should sour you on this this experience of what it could mean, especially for a young person uh, to make that happen. And I also want to say that if this is run well, and I'm sure they're going to probably name it beforehand, but there's a chance that the U.S. could also get the 2027 Women's World Cup and to have back-to-back summers of that type of event in our backyard for all of our kids wow. to experience then the Olympics, then the, it's just inc- it's incredible, man. I mean, we are we are priming our next generation of kids to be inspired in a way that they wouldn't be able to otherwise. Very similar to how we were inspired, Heath. They're like, this is this is something I want to be a part of. Anyway, we don't have to go into the nostalgia and romanticism of it, but it's a pretty big deal. And and I'm getting goosebumps just talking about how it felt for me as a teenager uh, experiencing the World Cup and being around different cultures and, and yeah. just the, the enthusiasm that they had for the game. Now, I guess my question to you and everybody listening, hit us up on ISWT Pod on Twitter if you want to join the conversation a little bit later. Happy to answer any questions that you have there. But also, if you follow us and hit P Plus while you're there on Twitter, you have a chance to win a $100 P Plus, Paramount Plus gift card, and that would be pretty rad. You can do that now, too. You can drop your Twitter handle. In the comments section, put P plus there. We're almost at 5,000 subscribers here mm-hmm. on the channel, which is miraculous. So if you haven't hit subscribe, and I don't know why you haven't at this point, but if you haven't, please hit that subscribe button. Hit that like so we can keep giving you the goods three times a week minimum. Sometimes we're doing four times a week this time because this is some big news here with the reaction to the host city. So let's let's get our crystal balls out here, okay? And and so what I want you to tell me, Heath Pierce, is mm-hmm. I feel like when the 1994 World Cup hit our shores. There was a lot of like oh why well, there's no professional league. why are they getting it their national team has been very good. the women's team had just won the 1991 World Cup so that was just getting started and, and uh, their great run that they're continuing to be on but but our infrastructure wasn't there yet now our infrastructure is much more mature, much more evolved obviously it's still some growing pains as we work through the best course of action how we how we continue to build out something on a professional level and how the development, matches the, the business side of things and making sure that all kind of goes hand in hand. So everybody wins. Not sure if that's all happening at the moment, mm. but we're, we're working towards it. But any, anything do you think that's going to come out of it? Cause I feel like there was a big boost. MLS started in 96, a couple years after the 94 world cup. What do you think we're going to see after this world cup on the men's side of the game? Let's, let's focus on that because we're partnering with Canada and Mexico in a meaningful way outside of the league's cup. Do you, do you see anything maybe in your crystal ball there, Heath, that, That could be a fundamental change to how the game's being played in our three countries at the moment. Yeah, I mean,
1: the way the game's being played, there'll certainly be some some differences. I think it'll be a transformative moment for soccer in North America. Now, you saw with Jonathan Osorio on the show talking about how the U.S. got 94, and it was a big change for us. Obviously, we launched the league on the back of 94, and and you go from there, where Canada's now getting a men's World Cup. They had the women's, uh, but now they're getting a men's, and they think that that could be this cultural shift that just changes the narrative. Obviously, hockey country, but now it's starting to shift. Younger players, much more involved in the sport, and I think that'll be a great thing come 2026 for Canada. Uh, Mexico being culturally so far ahead of the U.S. in terms of the endemic nature of the sport. But for the U.S., a lot of things will, will happen. We're seeing that in order for soccer to really be as big as we want it to be, you have to have a strong and stable domestic league. Now, MLS has mastered the art of in-stadium experiences, right? If you go to anybody, I was just in a restaurant yesterday, and they handed back uh, the credit card from our company. It says Four Soccer Ventures on it, and they said, well, "What's that?" We started explaining a little because I'm a soccer fan. I just moved out here, and all I've heard is I got to go to an LAFC game, and that is a unique sort of thing that. You used to hear about the Galaxy because they had big names and things like that. But now you're seeing that you go to any city that has an MLS team or a USL team in a lot of cases now, or even lower division where people are talking about unique uh, atmospheres and community-based mm-hmm. programs mm-hmm. and things like that. Everybody's sort of finding their feet. And I think the, the the what will come out of that is just this bigger and more mass adoption. We're seeing already uh, Gen Z is sort of the first population that's, that's ever seen uh, – majority affinity for the sport of soccer. It's the first generation that we've had that's that's in that place. And then you're seeing now the shift with the Apple TV deal that while MLS has mastered this in-stadium experience for the new generation of teams, the next phase is how do we go to digital? How do we get people switch from butts in the seats to eyeballs on the screen? And now you're going to see that lead into a 2026 World Cup that's going to bring all this attention of your national team, your Patriot fan, your your people that back the red white and blue and want to support it to now this world fair and then on the flips once that ends i think will will be the new beginning of what will be a very bright future i know this is very specific but a very bright future uh for the game of soccer in north america across the board and we will see exponential growth and sustained growth in a, in in a way that we're not seeing right now in terms of you know we see these growth meters and metrics that happen but holistically it'll i think it's going to explode and i truly believe that
0: Okay, we're going to take our first and only break, everybody. But when we return, we're going to break down more of what Heath just said, and also maybe a combined league between Canada, the U.S., and Mexico moving forward. I think there could be some energy behind it because there's a lot of journalists and and influencers out there that's saying that maybe Liga M.A. MX isn't up to the level that it needs to, to, be able to be. Influencers, Jimmy. Influencers. We're taking influencers as uh... oh, well, well. There's some people that I that I value <laughs> their opinions in 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 uh, Mexico. Oh, And they've had some strong comments about kind of the levels of where the Mexican league needs to be and where it isn't. And if they want to compete, because we, it looks like us, we're trying to grow Mm -hmm. and, and we're doing things and we're moving players over to Europe to some pretty big clubs. And Mexico maybe isn't doing that at the same rate. So there's a big conversation about maybe, maybe they would benefit from merging with MLS in some capacity. We're going to talk about that and a little bit more when we return. Don't go anywhere.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus.
0: Yes! We are diving in, of course, to all the host cities that have just been named. Congratulations if you live in one of those cities. Hopefully I can say congratulations after you get some tickets in a few years, whenever they're going to be dropped. We're still waiting to find out who's going to host the biggest of games, including the World Cup final, but uh, that'll be a conversation for another time. Now, Jimmy, Jimmy, no, no, Jimmy, I got to ask you a question before we go too far from the host cities, all right? Outside of the
1: ones that your usual suspects for tourism, right? Let's say LA, Miami, New York, where would you recommend? Somebody that's listening to this right now, whether they're domestic-based or they are – um, an international audience or crowd that's looking to say, okay, you know what, I I kind of did that. I've done my Times Square thing. I've done my LA thing. Uh, you know, probably went up the Highway One to the Bay Area. What what would you recommend? I got two cities or one city. Like, what's the one that is a sleeping giant? Is it Atlanta for you? Is I mean, where's the I'm, one that you'd be like, make sure you you got to get there for a game, whether that's MLS or whether that's for the World Cup, because it is a ways out.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good question. I'm going to be super biased and say Kansas City first and foremost. I always felt like, well, when I got traded to Kansas City, I was at the San Jose Earthquakes and uh, in a very American sports type move, you can get traded without you really knowing what the hell is going on as a player. And that doesn't happen anywhere else with regard to this game. So we got traded to Kansas City and my mom was crying. My wife was crying. Like nobody knew what the hell where Kansas City was, what it was about. And so th- just imagine that vibe in my household with my loved ones. And like, I don't know. I don't even know how to answer this for you. But after eight years of playing there, it is an absolute hidden gem in the middle of the country. It has an incredible uh, culture and food and music scene. And and the, the passion of the, the supporters is, is really something special. And I think that's been uh, proven to be true with the sporting park that's been opened with Sporting Kansas City, taking that next step and getting out of Arrowhead where I played where the Chiefs play. And get it into a proper stadium where they and where have, they'll have know,
1: the where they'll have the World Cup by by the way right Arrowhead. well Arrowhead's
0: going to be the World Cup yeah yeah so they're going to have uh you know where the Chiefs plays where Arrow is going to play I will say when I played at Arrowhead before the Chiefs started their season I've never played on a better surface in my whole career that field crew was chef's kiss they were so good and every time the field got a little bit ruined and the NFL coaches were blaming us it was always because mm. the big fatties the three hundred pound mm. linemen were were on the sidelines but their sidelines are tighter than ours. But they'd always blame us for, for making that an issue when, when I know. And everybody else and the field crew knew that uh, who are the real culprits there. But I think Kansas City is definitely one. Um, Toronto's a real special city if you haven't had a chance to, to go to Toronto. Vancouver's beautiful too. Uh, any of the Mexican markets are going to be awesome. But if you're just talking U.S., Kansas City for sure. Houston's going to be hot. So, I mean, they're all going to be hot, I suppose. Atlanta is really surprised But Houston's, in, Houston's indoor. Houston's da- indoor. Dallas though, but is but indoor. You're talking about like... If you're going to go visit as a as a tourist, mm-hmm. you still want to enjoy that process. It's not just the 90 minutes in the game yeah. or the two hours that you're there. I, there's something about Atlanta has actually really surprised me with their support of the game, because of just how rabid it was right from the get go, and how it continues to maintain that even if even when the team isn't as good as it was coming out of the shoot. Mm-hmm. But but those are the ones that jump out at me. The other ones are all I don't know Boston, Miami, New York, Philly. Everybody kind of knows those ones. Um, even though I do really appreciate Houston, it's just going to be. Like the surface of the sun. <laughs> not to yeah. say that Kansas City won't be hot either. But um I think everybody will just be more pleasantly surprised with what they yeah. find in Kansas City.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's gonna be trying to get sort of West Coast games for sure. Yeah. Uh Seattle's a really unique one. Vancouver, especially. That's one where I'm like, and I know that's not the US, like like I like I said, but like it is that is a city where you it, it's unbelievable. But we know that a lot of people that go to World Cups are looking for Uh, A party and a place to be Mm -hmm. a beer garden and a good time and so it's not as I mean there are you you will have a large population of people that are doing the touristy things and there's plenty of places to go but you're gonna have to cover some ground. You know, I I have a feeling that it's gonna be hard to get an RV. It'll be hard to get uh, just about anything in the US, which which is going to make it so great to be able to see the vast uh, differences of the West Coast to the Southwest to the Midwest to the mountain range to all these things. It's a real uh, unique opportunity uh for people to come to the US and 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 experience something different but yeah you're right man there's going to be some hot hot places i mean guadalajara also mexico city in the summer yeah monterey um you know houston dallas very very warm miami's not going to be uh, in, in in a in a world cup year
0: in the summer miami how, how talking many about daily storms how, how many covered stadiums are there going to be you have houston you have dallas you have la is that yeah, it yeah
1: yeah so houston dallas la um Let's see here. Where else would that be? I think that uh, might be it. Atlanta. Atlanta. That's uh, right. Philadelphia is outside. Vancouver. Toronto. Um, where do they? What, what's the Toronto field, by the way?
0: Toronto. Um, they can't be playing at BMO. It's too small.
1: So I'm saying. Um,
0: yeah, it's a great question. I don't, that's a great question i don't even know where they're gonna play in toronto maybe somebody smarter than us can tell us on iswt pod on twitter or here in the comments right now so wait, we have atlanta dallas houston are all covered mm-hmm. toronto potentially and yeah that's it that's it wow oh and la 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 yeah Yep.
1: interesting so that's four. yeah Only it's uh Tell you that's a, that'll be a welcomed uh, reprise when You are in
0: Houston <laughs> in the summertime,
1: but it, again, it, you know it might be one of those places you go for two days. There's plenty of things to do, like uh, you know it's the great outdoors. There, so you know? you
0: know what I meant to bring up, and then we'll get into the conversation about what I was saying before about a crystal ball. Do you feel like U.S. Soccer has been giving markets that they knew wouldn't get World Cup games, these World Cup qualifiers or Nations League games, because they kind of want to balance it out? Do you think there's any any rumor or truth to that could, rumor? There,
1: there could be some truth to that. It could also have been an, an opportunity to 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 prove their value, you know, uh, mm-hmm. having not good national team games to get a little bit of a spotlight to prove that they can pull things off or do things at a certain level. But it, who, who do we have on this list? So we've got Austin, Nashville, uh, Denver, none of which got uh, a bid. Where else has the U.S. played in, in some of these games? Cincinnati. I mean, C- Cincinnati. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, yeah. I mean... Certainly. Columbus, yeah,
0: you know what I mean. There's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of cities that got other games and other competitions, but aren't actually on this World Cup selection. And I get, you know, maybe not doing it always in New York or LA, but it's interesting to me that that uh, it just seems conspicuous. That's all yeah. I wanted to throw out. There. And by the okay, way, Car- so
1: Carlos Carlos Martinez is saying it is BMO Field in 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 uh, Toronto, and they're expanding it to forty five thousand. Um,
0: ah, interesting. That's cool. That'll yeah. be fun. I mean, they,
1: they BMO, continue
0: to expand that, and that's a
1: rocking atmosphere there.
0: Yeah, yeah, Bemo Field is is very cool, and it's uh, it's a good location. And shout out to D'Biatchi. Shout out to D'Biatchi. This is, yes, this and also the, it, great. The, the yeah, I think it's the walk down there from. I mean, yeah. it's not too far from downtown, and yeah, I think that's a it's a nice location. Okay, good. That's good to know. Thank you for that, Carlos. So BMO Field will be holding it at forty five thousand. Still doesn't feel like enough, right? I feel like FIFA wants to have at least sixty thousand or more, but uh, you know, maybe makes exceptions for. Uh, That would just
1: mean a group stage, right? I think you wouldn't be able to have anything beyond that. I um, think you're right. um, Based on the thresholds that they put out
0: there, right? Yeah, Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. I'm actually really curious as to who's going to host what and and when. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's just talk Crystal Ball one more time, just to put a button on that, and then we can let everybody go. Because we have another show tomorrow kicking off at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to get into more of the good stuff surrounding U.S. soccer, U.S. Men's National Team, and any fun news happening around the U.S. women. Okay, Crystal Ball, do you think there will ever be a merger between MLS and, and Mexican League? That's what I wanted to get to, and, and I know that's a bigger conversation, conversation, probably a podcast in itself, but I wanted to get your thoughts on that maybe being a possibility given that there's so much conjecture out there right now and speculation and, and disappointment with kind of how the Mexican national team is playing right now and just Liga, M.A. Keys overall, because it looks like MLS is making moves, and it feels like in some ways that the Mexican League is being a bit stagnant.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the merger or some sort of interleague play that is year round is the only way to go considering what Mexico brings to the table, what U S brings to the table, what the need is over this next 10 year contract, uh, with, 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 uh, Apple and, and also Apollo, uh, property management group is planning to invest For 20% of the league or 20% of future revenues, $1.25 billion into League of which is only going to happen, uh, which they're only doing if they're hedging their bets on some sort of explosive growth. And I don't see that happening by just licensing or sub-licensing rights around the world. I think Mm -hmm. that's got to also come within your region and find other revenue sources. We've seen. With FMF, the Mexican national team play most of their games in the U.S. that are friendlies mm-hmm. uh, because of the the revenue dollars around that. We see Soccer United Marketing re- representing uh, uh, FMF uh, on those deals to bring in more brand partnerships and sponsorship revenue, more ticket think, sales, higher ticket sales.
0: So, so explain to everybody, in case they haven't seen it, but explain to everybody the League's Cup that's going to be starting in earnest in 2023. And... What that does, because it's interesting. And then also, do you think they're trying to use that as kind of proof of concept that a merging of the two leagues in, in, a, in a tournament format could maybe be, you know, laying the groundwork for a potential merger of the two leagues?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, because you're gonna start to see natural rivalries. I mean, we've seen that for a long time in CONCACAF Champions League, but Mexico has dominated that and in, in winning that trophy. Obviously, it's a huge deal that the that Sounders Seattle won, won it. Maybe. And that's been a long time coming that the U S was going to win eventually. But now there is this thought of like, okay, it's not just a one-off good year from Seattle. Seattle's good every year. And now they've won concap champions league and other teams in MLS are becoming good every year and building more of this foundation to compete with, with these league and clubs. And that's, that leads to, to this, this, um, the, um, the league's cup. And, I think it's, if I understand correctly, do, do you know
0: exactly how that, how that works, Jimmy? I'm looking it up right now.
1: Yeah, well, so be, uh, beginning
0: in 2023, the tournament will be expanded to include all clubs from MLS and Liga MA and and will function as the regional cup for the North American Zone. teams, yes. or 48 teams with, maybe, with, with American Zone with CONCACAF for the top three teams qualifying for the CONCACAF Champions League. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a lot of teams. And both leagues are going to be stopped so they can participate in this competition. Which I find to be quite interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, so yeah, so, you're already you're already creating something that's that's not just like a again, CONCACAF Champions League, you gotta qualify and it's the few teams and then there's no over overlook. And there was a few attempts in the past of interleague play uh outside of the Champions League. Uh that was kind of like your Europa League style uh that we've had in the past in major league soccer with with uh with teams from CONCACAF. Mm-hmm, but this mm-hmm. in itself is sort of a, in a, what feels like an attempt to move away from CONCACAF within, which includes a lot of other, uh, leagues and nations, I don't know, 39, 41 nations in CONCACAF, something like that. Uh, right. and having it be more of like, the, you know, rising tide li- lifts all, all ships. Uh, and that's going to happen between the, the most powerful clubs, which is all the MLS teams are, are in it. All the league Mekis teams are in it. And that's a big deal because it's no longer like a qualification and this like side thing. Everyone is in on this whole thing. And that's that's where the real opportunity lies.
0: Yeah, it's something that I, I find interesting because it's going to lead to kind of a March Madness type vibe. I think that's what they're probably what they're shooting for. It's, it's not only that, but also to tap into the natural rivalry that exists between US and Mexico and, and our clubs, whether it's the national team or our clubs. Mm-hmm. And I'm fascinated by it. And, and I'm kind of curious to see how it's gonna be, but it's it's gonna force MLS to take a month-long pause. And uh, for the teams that get eliminated early, I guess that's a win because now you can rest for the second, you know, to start the second half of the season. So I don't know. I don't know how it's going to be. Obviously, that might have been something Apple TV was very interested in with regard to did they get the rights for that? Apple does League's Cup fall into Apple TV's rights. I got to look that up. I don't even know. But uh, that would be an intriguing piece of the puzzle for me if they if if they didn't. So, yeah.
1: Lots yeah, that's, of, that's, a, that's a good question. There. Like, we'll we'll, we'll get into some detective yeah. work,
0: and maybe we can yeah. answer that tomorrow on tomorrow's show. Again, we're going live 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, a little bit more in soccer we trust for you this week. Four times this week, you lucky bastards. Here we go. <laughs> all right, Heath, so let's close up the show today. This is obviously a reaction to all the host cities that we're going to be involved for the 2026 World Cup. Again, two in Canada. We have Vancouver and Toronto, three in Mexico, Guadalajara, Monterrey, and Mexico City, and 11 in Instead of 10, as initially promised way back when, we have 11 American cities. The biggest ones not included for me were D.C. slash Baltimore, Denver. Denver, for me, is still a bit of a surprise. I feel like maybe having a presence in that part of the country, it seems like Kansas City kind of squeezed them out. Maybe had a better bid. So so I'm kind of curious what the story is going to be once we get some of the fallout after a couple of weeks or months as this all plays out. Uh, Orlando's not in Nashville, Cincinnati. Uh, Chicago's still not even putting in a bid I thought was still surprising to me. But uh, yeah, that's where we stand, and, and uh, it was a pretty big deal today. And obviously, it's going to change the fortunes of a couple cities out there, especially ones that maybe were on the cusp, on the precipice of being. Able I read
1: to- also that people saying uh, St. Louis got fleeced. Also, yeah. St.
0: Oh well, they weren't one of the final cities, though, right? So maybe they got they got eliminated early in this whole process. But I think they still have something to prove. They're not in the MLS yet, and even though they've been a hotbed of a market for many years and and, uh, their history in the game in this country is well-documented and and how influential they've been and Mm -hmm. how many, how many players they provide uh, for our national team over, over the generations has been uh, incredible, but not to say they wouldn't have people come out and support, but uh, maybe they just need a little more poof in the pudding when they get that MLS team and maybe they'll, they'll get a big game in the future. I'm not too worried about St. Louis overall. So any final thoughts from you, Heath Pierce about uh, this big day? No,
1: I mean, it, it was it. Uh, now we know that's the main thing is like there's so much anticipation with all these things. Now we know. Now we can start uh, plotting our course uh, across the uh, across North America. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm still wrapping my head around an increased team format as, as a reminder for anybody that doesn't know. It will increase the amount of teams to 48 teams. Uh, uh, and three so there's groups be of 16 three groups, more games than ever before. The 94 world cup is still the most attended world cup of, uh, of all time. Now you add more teams into that and a way larger fan base. It's going to be crazy. Very hard to get a ticket. I'm assuming, but uh, yeah, just a lot, a lot still to work through and figure out, but we got plenty of time to do it.
0: All right. And Matt's jumping in here. Appreciate you, Matt. He's our now in-house detective saying leagues cup is included in the Apple deal. And that is great news for everybody that uh, is excited about that deal. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that deal. I think it was a a risk worth taking for MLS. Now, I forgot about the format. It is expanding to 48 teams. For those that don't know, it's going to be three groups of 16. The top two teams advance into the round of 32. And then it's just knockout round games, baby, from there. So you still need to win seven games or at least get to the final. It's going to take you seven games. Uh, to be champions and uh, so that that doesn't change and that's kind of how fifa justified adding or changing this format it was still going to be the same amount of games for you to become a champion and obviously we believe that the u.s are going to be perfectly positioned to have a deep run especially with this current group getting the experience from 2022 to use that to their advantage in 2026 anyway i'm going to end it with here by saying that i'm extremely excited that this is done the speculation is over we know the host cities. And now we can move forward and really start to identify who we think the best host for the World Cup final is going to be and all the fun stuff that goes along with hosting a big World Cup in general and then also the festivities at each particular city i'm already trying to like make plans On what
1: yeah you know what i just realized jimmy i'm, move, I'm yeah. moving out of the country for the month i'm just going to rent out my place for you know as much money as possible i wonder and, how much uh, chucks would go for with that rich <laughs> mahogany you know yeah oh I'm man curious. Geez, he's got please. so many
0: rooms chuck, chuck has so many rooms he we're does. missing charlie davies today hey? honestly his got...
1: might be a host his might be like a host location for a team like you can put a team up in there <laughs> that's you know
0: that's unbelievable all right we're going to call it a show make sure you join us tomorrow 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern to catch us on any podcast platform of your choice at any time that you want make sure you follow us on twitter iswt pod and hit p plus drop a follow and be entered to win a hundred dollar gift card that would be pretty sweet for all of you we'll announce the winner for today's for tomorrow you guys know what i'm trying to say so on behalf of producer des producer alex charlie chuck wagon davies hollywood heath Pierce, i'm jimmy conrad saying thank you for listening and watching in soccer we trust and we'll see you tomorrow later This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else?